This is Mark. And this is Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. Oh, why did we have to wait two years for this movie? You know, I don't know. Was it two years? It was two years. Yeah, because I mean, it was supposed to slated to come out in 2018, around 2017, 2018. Well, I remember the original trailer for it. And the trailer was cool. Like, it got me hyped. Like, yeah. I had zero expectations for that movie before that trailer. And then the trailer dropped and I was like, huh, okay. New Mutants might actually be a contender for something. Right. But then the whole Fox-Disney merger deal started yes. coming out and it was thrown in limbo whether this movie would come out or not. And then, lo and behold, as theaters are starting to ramp back up, what do we get? We get New Mutants in exactly. theaters. Exactly. Which I say... Could have been on a streaming platform. Oh, yeah, in a heartbeat. <laughs> I understand, like we talked about a little bit, there was a story there. Mm-hmm. There was there could have been a very good story and a very uh, in-depth story. I think they just went so quickly into each character's origin and each character's, not even their origin, but even their powers so quickly that it was like, okay, it was very rushed. It could have been a lot longer. I'll give you a little background on New Mutants. Uh, in 1982, Chris Claremont came up with this new team to kind of rival the Teen Titans over at DC. Ah, the Titans. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. It's not to love. Yeah, they, they you know, came with this team, said at that time, the X-Men had been uh, shuttled off into somewhere and they thought they were dead, so they had to bring in another title to sort of fill those slots. That was always the MO with the X-Men, though. Like, right. the original lineup of the X-Men was Cyclops, Iceman, Beast, Angel, mm-hmm. and Jean Grey, and the only, uh, when... Wolverine and Storm and all the heavy heaters got introduced is because they thought the original team was dead. Was That's dead. always exactly. the X- X-Men MO. Right. Chris Claremont started writing it. Said it was, uh, they did really well with it. Um, and then, after a while, he uh, went on to another project and they sort of died off. Mm-hmm. Sort of kind of the popularity died off. And then Rob Liefeld came along and helped relaunch them. Yeah. Uh, introducing several characters. Well, Rob Liefeld's awesome. That's the yeah. guy that created Deadpool. Deadpool, rap, yeah. Cable. Yep. You know, you had all those uh, different characters in there. Domino was in that group. Um, so, you know, it was a resurgence. But like this movie, the comic book had the same problems. Delayed. Yeah. Relaunch. Delayed. Relaunch. Delayed. Relaunch. I mean, a whole bunch of stuff that caused, caused problems in this. As far as the movie went... Ileana Rasputin's powers and the way she looked in the movie was really how I would picture her powers being. Mm-hmm. Now, she was a little whinier. Yeah, Magic was not quite as a flushed-out character as I hoped she would have right. been. Like, the whole subplot with the smiling men yeah. just kind of fell flat. Like you oh, said, it, it was way too... Right in time was like an hour and 36 minutes. Way too short right. for what they were trying to do with this story. And I felt that it could have been at least 20 to 30 minutes longer. Right. I, I was explaining to somebody when they were asking me how I thought the movie was. I was like, oh, it was good. Just too short. And they're like, well, an hour and a half is a long time. I was like, no, it's not. A perfect runtime for me is anywhere between two hours and two hours and ten minutes. Yes. That's the That's golden perfect. money ticket That's right perfect. there. That's where you're going to get into middle or beginning, middle, end. And you're not going to have really any issues. I agree. I mean, and there's some movies that are epic that can push it to the three-hour mark, which mm-hmm. is, you know, keep you entertained. But uh, I want to run down the characters. The uh, Yeah, I got it right up. here. Actually, so I was looking something up. Um, so, real quick, funny story. I was really excited to see Cannonball. Like, right. he, I love Cannonball. Yeah. The 
first time I ever saw Campbell, I was given a comic book by a comic book artist named Billy Tan. Do you know okay. who Billy Tan is? No. So he's a awesome comic book artist. My dad and I went and did work in his house when I was young. Oh, okay. And my dad was like, you're really going to want to come to work with me today. I was like, why? He's like, because we're working at a comic book artist's house. And we just did some at ceiling fans, some house, like paintings and other stuff in right. his house. It was really cool. And he, got to sh- he showed me a studio he learned... My dad had told him that I was a big comic book fan, and he gave me a stack of comic books. Well, one of the books he gave me was Uncanny X-Men volume. I don't remember the volume. I have it stored away. Right. Um, but on the cover was Cannonball with a bunch of other mutants. And I was like, oh, that dude looks cool. So I went flipping through mm-hmm. the art, and I saw Cannonball for the first time, and he was just propelling through the air like at mock speeds, right? Just right. happy, big old grin on his face. And I was like, whoa, like that is the coolest, like one of the coolest <laughs> characters I've seen in a long time. His powers in the movie left a lot to be, be wanted. Because oh like gosh. when he was, when he tacked himself to that concrete and he was mm-hmm. flying around like a wiffle ball, that was really cool. Right. But then like the one scene that bothered me the most was when he was in the hallway and he charged up and then it just, next thing you know, he's already zoomed through the hallway and the hallway's all destroyed. Like there was no really... No big loud explosion, no reverberation, no, nothing. nothing. It was just boom done. I was like, oh, exactly. come on. All right, so the so, cast of this movie was. Let me get to it. We got Macy Williams as Rain Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Everybody should know who Macy Williams is. Game yeah. of Thrones alumni. Uh, she played uh, Arya Stark. Stark. Yeah. And then you got An- Anya Taylor Joy, which everybody should know again because she was in Split and Glass. Um, she's a phenomenal actress. Like yes. her scene with James McAvoy in Glass. Makes me cry every insane. time I watch it. Yeah. He just gut punch. She played Ileana Rasputin, which the one thing that really bothered me with her character besides her slug pot falling apart was the fact that it was never even hinted at that she was the sister of Colossus. Right. Because magic I mean, is the sister of Colossus. And they're so tied together Absolutely. in the comic books. Well, I mean, that's how Colossus he, got his powers. Yeah. Well, yeah. not how well, not, his, yeah. his, his powers activated was he saved her from a, exactly. a tractor that almost hit her. He stepped exactly. in front of it and everything activated. Right. Now, they have a brother, too. Do they? Which is Mikhail Rasputin. He is, like, next level. He's Omega level, like, What's on his... par with uh, the Magneto Beyonders. Oh, really? Yeah. What's his powers? Beyonders. Uh, mass, matter manipulation, energy manipulation, he can do it. Any so God, kind of, yeah, yeah he's, okay. he does a lot of cool, good, good to know. He almost uh saw the legacy virus. So, I mean, if you know what that is, in how books. do you go from a guy that has metal skin to magic to that? Like, that's hey, some boom, yeah, boom, boom, older brother. I don't know how that works. <laughs> good out, Lord, uh, works. then you got Charlie Heaton as Samuel Sam Guthrie, 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 yep, which is Cannonball. Which, uh, Cannonball, yeah, I loved his Kentucky accent for being a British guy. Yeah, he, he did, nailed he that the Kentucky really accent. Well. Let's see, then you got Alice Braga as Cecilia Reyes, which she was all right. She was all right, and I think that they, um, the one thing I looked at that character was a lot of things were just shoehorned in for her, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like, okay, somebody had to be there. It's basically what they <laughs> right. kind of made it seem like. She's also, I, I love her as an actress. Uh, oh, she's she great good. in Predators, uh, great in Queen of the South. I mean, she's She was awesome. in Predators, wasn't yeah. she? She yeah. starred opposite of Adrian Brody. Exactly. She was the sniper. That's and what... she's going to be in uh, the relaunch of uh, uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's right. She's going to, yeah, I remember her yeah. showing up in that list from James Gunn's uh, trailer on DC Fandom. Right. I was, I was like, man, she looks so familiar. And I meant yeah. to look it up after I left the year, but I forgot. 
Uh, then you got Blue Hunt as Daniel Daniela Danny Moonstar. She was great. I thought she was good. I thought she did the good job with her tortured powers and not really knowing what her powers were and mm-hmm. if how are all the people around her getting hurt. You know, that was really good. Then you got Henry Zaga as Roberto Bobby DaCosta, Sunspot. That was my biggest disappointment in this movie. Yeah, he was kind of just felt They flat. nerfed that character his power tremendously. oh yeah oh my gosh i was well, like the only oh, part they really showcased his power is when he was lighting up when he was in his like little psycho moment when he was having those visions yeah and she pushed him in the pool and all that steam came up because his body was cooling down <laughs> the and half was, the pool yeah, was empty exactly. it was like okay that's there, that's that right makes yeah sense. but then when he fought the demon bear at the end i was like really this is this is all you're gonna do you're gonna hit him yeah. like you could throw fucking fireballs plasma you know, plasma yeah. you could, you could I mean, jamie fox this shit and you're just yes. standing there like ah like oh, no that's man. not how we do yeah, this it's disappointing and then you had adam beach as william lone star which is danny's father the big bad at the end was the demon bear which looked really really cool yet again could have used a little more exposition a little more fleshing out it kind of right. just came out of left field all of a sudden because the way the movie was structured you could just feel that it wasn't given enough care and attention that it needed Correct. And then, you know, it just, it went, the the first half I say would be the best half because mm-hmm. you're getting to know the characters, they're being introduced, you're getting to know the kids and what they've been through and how it's affected them. I mean, when mutants' powers activate, they hit the nail on the head with that. It could be traumatic for them because their powers could go on yeah. control and they could kill, maim, hurt, do anything to their loved ones without meaning to. It's not their choice. It's just something that they were born with. Exactly. And then... After you get to the middle of the movie, when everything starts going sideways, it's just like faceless or smiling men, demon bear, bad guys. (laughs) Like, whoa, let's let's spin this back a few steps, please. All the dreams coming out at once. It's like, okay, wait a second. Why is she having this thing with these uh, smiling guys? This nightmare with these smiling faces, which I got the picture of. Okay, they were all tattooed in these silk shirts. They were Russian dudes that probably abused her when she was a kid or something like that Who i think knows? that's what she manifested and as. I, I think a lot of it was meant to be fleshed out in a sequel because this was a, a trilogy supposed to be a trilogy right and this was just supposed to be the beginning part really? but i think they they underwhelmed with everything for what was supposed to be the first one like if you're going to go for a first one that's supposed to start for trilogy a i think it's been proven time and time again now that you don't go with the mindset that you're starting a trilogy because nine out of ten times, you're probably not going to get the trilogy you want to get. It's got to be a standalone. The best movie. movies that start trilogies are the movies that are supposed to be self-contained stories that no matter what will be viewable as a self-contained story and won't be like, oh, you need to go watch the second, third one to totally right. get this. Yes. It, I mean, a la Batman Begins. Nolan didn't know if he wanted to go back and do more. He thought about it, but it wasn't in the forefront of his mind. I mean, the only loose knot they left open really was the joker card it's like hey right. joker's in this world Maybe and then you know what he yeah. came back and made one of the greatest sequels oh of gosh. all time <laughs> i mean hell i lucas always planned his uh, star wars as a whole trilogy obviously right. but he didn't know if he'd get there so he made the star wars a very self-contained story and he left a little thread open with vader being blown out into space right. as far as everybody knew if star wars was a one-shot the rebel alliance won the heroes got their medals. End and of the story. It was done. a self-contained story at that right. point in time. And then once he realized, okay, I get to go do more of these, I'm going to start taking whatever strings I had and extending them out. That's mm-hmm. how you do that. You don't go in with, well, we're going to hint at Mr. Sinister in this movie and then really introduce him in the second movie and then have him be the big bad in the third movie. He's like, no, no, that's not what we're doing here. Yet again, Pirates of the Caribbean. 
Another great one. It was a standalone movie, very self-contained. Had a post-credit scene, then be like, "Oh yeah, you know what? We could we could do more." Yeah, and yeah. then they go with Davy Jones, right. which was just awesome. Yeah, but anytime awesome. they you you plan out as a trilogy, it's not gonna work. It's really not gonna work right. unless you get somebody like a Matt Reeves type, Did who's like, know? "Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. going in. I'm writing this as a trilogy. This is gonna be a solid trilogy." And he has proven himself time and time again as a solid to filmmaker yes. to be able to put the like. You know, uh, Rise, the Planet of the Apes trilogy. That was that intended was, as a trilogy. Exactly. And it got off to a slow start with Rise. But then mm-hmm. Matt Reeves came in and knocked it out of the park. Right. And then killed it with the finale. Yeah. So Most it's it's planet. very rare that you can go in with that kind of mentality and make it work. Did you know that the Smile Men were voiced by Marilyn Manson? Oh, really? Yeah, I just read that. How That's crazy is crazy. that? I didn't even know that. That is bonkers. So, do you know who directed this movie? No. Josh Boone. Okay. He he directed The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, okay. And, yeah. So, his big his big one was The Fault in Our Stars. I'll tell you what, from going The Fault in Our Stars to The New Mutants, kind of was a bit of a letdown right on yeah, his end. Yeah, it's a step down for him. Fault in Our Stars was a very solid, well-built story mm-hmm. that was very emotional all the way through. And then, he had a very choppy movie and I'm not going to put all the blame on him. A lot of it could have been due to their studio. story script. I it mean, could have been due been to a lot of different things. Yeah. The studio intervention, which is always just a shit show within itself. I mean, Fox was notorious for that. I mean, how many of those X-Men movies could have been amazing? Oh man. I mean, X-Men, La- X-Men last stand was just chopped to shit, but I blame Brett Ratner right. for that. He's a dickhead anyways. The only good movies he ever made <laughs> were the rush hour movies. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Well, that's not entirely fair because Brian Singer pumped out a great movie with Days of Future Past, but then he sh- yeah. shot the shit with uh, Apocalypse, but he also left production halfway through, and he had that's when he started spiraling, and then he went and oh, did Bohemian right. Rhapsody, and he crazy. even spiraled even yeah. further. So, I mean, yeah. but they do have a, a history of, of not being good movies. Well, not trusting movies. what they want to do. I mean, right. how hard did James Mangold have to fight... To get Logan to be rated R. The only yeah. reason he got that was because, look, it's either we do this the way we're going to do this or Hugh Jackman and I walk. And then when Deadpool came out and they saw that radar Supergirl movie could, could make done. money, it's yeah. like, okay, you know what, we'll give it to you. But Ryan Reynolds had to do some shady shit just to get Deadpool, Deadpool even made. Be, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, Fox wasn't the most trusting studio, which I think was part of its downfall and why mm-hmm. Disney was able to purchase it. So... You know, this is the last movie we're going to get in the X-Men franchise. Yeah. The Fox X-Men franchise. Until Marvel Studios comes in and reboots it however they want to reboot it. Yeah, I think they're going to, like you said, I think they're going to incorporate some people into some other uh, shows and movies before they just pop them out there. Right. Because I think it's, you know, too much has been done uh, to just try to reboot and reboot and reboot Mm -hmm. X-Men franchises to just throw another rebooted movie out there right you know you don't want to do that well i think you you know me at this point marvel studios does no wrong in my eyes right they just can't they're well, gonna prove it they can't yeah I mean, they, they really can't, can't do wrong <laughs> i mean they've had a slight misstep here and there but nothing that would yank fans out of the fandom no. i mean like they've had a few i'm not gonna say duds because that's not the right word but they've had a few Less than stellar performances like with Thor The Dark World, which right. I still like that movie, 
but it paled in comparison to Kenneth Branagh's Thor and really got overshadowed by Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And then Iron Man yeah. 2 was bum-rushed out so they right. could get, you know, another Iron Man movie out there between their hiatus from Incredible Hulk to Thor right. to kind of bridge the gap. And I think that one got shoehorned a little bit, but John Favreau has proven himself as a master filmmaker, so I don't think that was necessarily his fault either. I think it was yeah. just a it was more of a learning curve for them. Well, I think so too. I think, you know, like you said, they needed to have some more material out there. Mm-hmm. And it was just okay. Fly off the we're cuff. Gonna make we're gonna, it Yeah, exactly. We're gonna build we're gonna this universe quick. Build this quick and get it out there. But it's not gonna, like you said, sink the ship. Uh-uh. You know, it wasn't something that you go, oh my God, this is complete garbage. You know, it's not. No, it was, they, they've always done a solid job. So mm-hmm. I'm expecting really great things with this and uh, with the X-Men franchise and the Fantastic Four eventually getting wrapped into it. Guarantee the first hints we'll see of those characters will probably be in Doctor Strange. I agree. Because when they go start doing the multiverse, uh, I think they're already going to have the Fantastic Four and the X-Men f- uh, being founded universes by themselves or gotcha. together shared and they'll just wrap them into, into the marvel it. universe yeah, okay that would because i mean you can't really just say oh mutants, mutants have been there exist. the whole time yeah it doesn't no, work that way doesn't happen. i mean yeah where have they been this whole time then you're telling me the x-men have been here this whole time and haven't worked to save the world yeah the, the only <laughs> explanation besides that that they could run with was when hulk snapped everybody back into existence mm-hmm. some of them had alterations when they came back like something altered in them and that's how mutants came in to be and you could definitely just restart the fantastic four in this universe no big deal i mean you just yeah they're gone off to space oh look cosmic radiation Mm -hmm. now they're starting out right that would be appropriate but i the mutants would be a little more hard to explain yeah you're 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 uh based in westchester uh New York and New York City's getting attacked, and you didn't. Yeah, we just let you. Hey, look at that! Oh well, fuck it. Watch it it on TV. It's our day off. (laughs) We'll get it later. No, it it was. I really liked a few things with this movie. I like the relationship between Wolfsbane and Danny, Mm -hmm. Rain Rain Sinclair and Danny. That was really well put together relationship. It was like you could tell that there was some chemistry between them. Like you said, that was one of the things in the movie that was actually thought out mm-hmm. and fleshed out that so, I mean, and, uh, sam and rodrigo's friendship like you could tell those two were just buddies like just i hanging wish out. we didn't get enough of that on screen though. i know and what we got was cool and all but like the big payoff moment was when sam was supposed to yell at, at rodrigo nut up and that's when he'd activate right. his powers but it kind of <laughs> it fell just a little flat because it's like yeah you could tell they were buddies but not enough for him to have that pool to say you better nut up or shut the fuck up yeah exactly and I was just like, well, I mean, that's a cool line and a cool scene and all, but I don't really think it it flew as properly as it should have. Like I said, I told you before, there's a great movie in there. Yeah. There was a great yeah. movie. There was an awesome premise, really smartly put together in that sense, like the, the horror elements, which really kind of fell flat a little bit, really wasn't yeah. scary at all. Um, with the demon bear, like with their own memories and you know, failures on what they consider the failures on their part, haunting them and Danny's powers, bringing that to life again at them was really cool and thought out, but it just wasn't given enough time. It was just like, Hey, here's her fear. Hey, here's his fear. Hey, here's his fear. And it's like, okay, (laughs) great. Can I, can I get to see this a little more and how it adversely affects him? Like besides him throwing a temper tantrum, there's no, there's no payoff here. Yeah. It's like you said, uh, we, 
first saw the uh, previews, I was very excited because it was based a horror based comic book yes. uh, movie. I was like, yes, and these were the characters get something like that, right? Exactly, because mutants as a whole are body horror, yeah, in general, yeah, more yeah. so than the Fantastic Four, which is what Josh right. Trank tried to do with oh. that disaster. Oh, <laughs> fucking Fox, dude! That come on, <laughs> we don't bring this up. We don't no, bring it up. We don't. We don't. Because I'm, I go on a whole tangent about emo Doctor Doom. God, you I know what? And it's so it. sad because Toby Kebbell. Is a such an amazing actor. actor. I mean, they took a good actor and gave him shit well, material. He and just, it was just shit. He has the worst habit of signing on to some of the shittiest movies. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, he he was amazing in Dawn as Koba. Yeah. And then he has quite a few good performances out there, but then he just got a slew of random crap and it's like what were you thinking dude like did you just need the paycheck what's going on here man you're you're underusing your talents right i mean hell even andy circus took him under his wing and andy circus is a mouth yeah when they were doing dawn of the planet of the apes oh yeah he kind of took him under his wing and showed him the motion capture because toby kebbell when he was in kong skull island motion captured kong but you didn't know that did you did not know (laughs) yeah it was uh He's, he's awesome, and Fox just has a bad habit of trying oh. to real-world their superheroes. Superhero. Yes. Superheroes are not meant to be in the no. real world. They're just not. They're meant no. to be superheroes. They're meant to be grand and fantastical and, uh, and just close, amazing. As close to the source material as you can possibly get. Yeah, exactly. I mean, seriously. You don't make a, a crash test dummy emo Doctor Doom. Mm-mm. Doctor Doom has issues, yeah. He's got mommy issues, yeah. But guess what? He's also Victor Von Doom. Right. One of the smartest, richest people in the world. And just a master of all sorts of sorcery, science, and everything else. Yeah. I mean, you don't make that guy just... Yeah. I think part of the problem, too, was the bad guys, like I said, were all over this place. Like You end up finding out that Alice Braga is actually a bad guy. She right. works for a bad company, which is the Essex Corp, which they've been... Fox has kept throwing that name out there yeah. through Days of Future Past, through Apocalypse, through yes, all this. Well, maybe not Days of Future Past, but they've thrown it out quite a few times. Thrown it out there a lot, and it's like, okay, where's the payoff? And the big payoff was supposed to be Mister Sinister, who yes. they were building for for many, many years, which I and just never got to. Just am a great big fan of. I'm telling you, it would be um, so oh fucking funny gosh. if Marvel says, "Yeah, we're doing the X Men movie." Okay, great. Who's the bad guy? Mr. Sinister, like you, yeah. <laughs> you, you cheeky bastard yes. to see what you did there. Yes, Foggy, indeed. you cheeky, cheeky son of a bitch. Yeah, if you haven't uh, learned who Mr. Sinister is, go take a look at his history. Just go it's, watch the X-Men animated series. You're welcome. Yeah, animated series is good, but look at the comic books as well. Because, man... He did some messed up is, shit. Whew, the dude got Apocalypse's attention because he was so great with manipulating genes. He's not even a mutant. He's a human <laughs> no, who alters his own genes, yeah. which is to make himself mutant-esque. Right. Which is just wild within itself. Let's see here. So this movie, written by Josh Boone, too. I bet you, I would love to see his his script and mm-hmm. see if there was more substance in there to see if it was longer, if it was always this choppy. Because I bet you there was more There had to, that to be story. more. I mean... You've been pushing off for two years, and this is the masterpiece that you came up with. Right. That's my whole thing. I'm just, oh, that, that disappoints me greatly. Well, so, 
the original cut they delivered to Fox, Fox wasn't happy with, which is a giant shocker. Like, yeah. When are they ever happy? And then they went back for reshoots, but then that was about the time that Disney's acquisition came about, right. and it was just all over. Like, this movie had trouble. For having such a troubled history, though, it's nowhere near as bad as Dark Phoenix, Fantastic no. Four. Like, it is, it is a mediocre movie. It really movie. isn't. With some highlights in it. I agree. I agree. I mean, I, it, it wasn't great. It mm. wasn't really even that good. No. But it's not like, okay, bottom bargain basement movie. Well, it's sitting at 31% know? right now in Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I don't feel it's a 34. 34. I feel it's more of a 50-ish. Well, it's 54 with the audience. Is it? Yeah, yeah that's about accurate. That's yeah. a little more. That's a little more accurate for that. But uh, Made $7 million the first weekend. Yeah, but uh, that's also... Which 62% of the theaters being open. That's it. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that's not terrible. But, you know, the $100 million it costs to make, you know, you're going you're gonna to lose a lot of money on these movies. Remind me, Wolfsbane, Rain's character, Wolfsbane, she couldn't turn into a full-blown wolf. She was more like a werewolf, like, she in the comics, right? She can in the comics, but early on, she was just turned into basically a werewolf. Because, uh... More McTaggart actually found her on Muir Island. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, helped her uh, learn her powers and things. Mm. But then when she first began, even after More McTaggart uh, was teaching her, she couldn't turn full wolf. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that they just went, like, full-blown like full wolf, yeah, wolf with her when right. she could have been a really badass werewolf. Look right. at the, and there was scenes where she started to exhibit more werewolf-esque things. But I was just like, eh, But even yeah. that, when she jumped on the doctor's back yeah. and started scratching her, I was like going, turn to a werewolf. Yeah. Turn to a werewolf. Fuck her up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no. And then she's like, ah. I mean, she clawed the Cut. shit out yeah, of her. Yeah, she did. She, she, she did. went at her hard. But I was like, eh, I could have done more. But, you know, storyline had to be fed. <laughs> her wolf form is portrayed by real life wolf Chuck. Oh, hey, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck. That's good. Highlight the movie, job, Chuck. Chuck. You did a good job. Yeah. You know what really was wolf. cool? Was Lockheed. Yeah. I was, was surprised when he came up. I was surprised that they actually made him a uh, real... A real dragon. Yeah. Like a little, yeah yep. That was a pretty cool little moment. I was, was like, nice. oh. Because she had a hand puppet. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, she's just having a moment. And then when Lockheed right. finally really came out, I was like, like oh, okay, oh, this okay. was a real thing. Yeah. Awesome. Get it done. It was... It, I don't suggest seeing it in theaters, especially if you no. don't feel comfortable going back to the theaters just yet. Now, we both had really great experiences at the theater. Right. It was... It was I went to Flicks. He went to Cinemark. Great social distancing. People were wearing masks mm -hmm. in the theater and all that. It was good. The staff at Flicks was really great. Like, I had this one guy giving me my food and everything, and he was on it and he would always like he wouldn't get right up close he would extend his arm out as far as he could right. sit on the plate and like be very courteous and everything oh, okay, it good. was it was a really great experience for me and i had the whole top row to myself which that very rarely happens within itself yeah that was so cool. it was a really like cool that. experience for me i think i probably had 20 some odd people in my theater not very much yeah it's about 15 in the one i was in so yeah it wasn't anywhere near crowded uh i didn't think it would be yeah because, I mean, immediately when you buy your ticket, of course, if anybody's gone to the theater, you know this, mm -hmm. They it separates the, <laughs> the seats where you're picking. Yeah, it automatically like, takes two away. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really smart the way they do that. I mean, Flicks, 
they already block out certain seats, mm-hmm. so people don't even have the option to take those two seats. Cool. And then they still take two more away from wherever mm-hmm. you select. Oh, that's and it was yeah. it was really smart how they did it. And then they had this whole big old presentation about, oh, this is what we did to keep the theater yeah, accessible to you thing. and everything. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm okay with this. Like, you know what you did? They did a really good job, I thought. Yeah. So I'm not so concerned anymore with going to the theater. And actually, I'm going back to Flix on Monday. Well, it'll be yesterday when this comes out to go see Tenant. Right. So I'm really excited to go see that. My wife and I actually get to go have a date night and watch it. So we're really looking forward to that. But yeah, New Mutants, wait till it comes out on digital. Certainly. Or physical, you know, watch it there. I'm sure Disney Plus will get it on their streaming service here pretty soon. Yeah, and they should do it for free pretty soon. I mean, on the service. Yeah shouldn't be you know, well even if they put it out to a rental type thing like how they're doing with mulan for like 15 bucks or whatever yeah but if pay the 15 bucks no that point. you don't think so no i would have five dollars on the rental <laughs> okay on, five dollars there you go disney plus i mean if you were paying for the service already and mm-hmm. you you should be <laughs> a five dollar yeah rental. but disney's gonna make they're gonna try to get some yeah, money out of this they're gonna movie. get some money out of yeah. it and they will i mean seriously if I think if they put it on there for five dollars to seven dollars, that's fair. They would make some money. Yeah, maybe. I mean, this weekend's only made nine point nine million dollars. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was like I said, my biggest gripe was it could have been longer. Yeah, could have been a lot longer and a little more fleshed out. Hell, right. I could have just done without the whole smiling men thing, and you more focus on the demon bear and like have the demon bear walking through the hallways at night and hear growling. That, that would have been cooler. Or fleshed out the smiling men just a bit more. Yeah. Flesh out some of the things that cause these guys to have these issues with their powers and have to be sent to this place. Right. You know? I mean, it, it would have been cool to see at least one known X-Men in this movie because they thought they were being trained to be X-Men. Yeah, exactly. And then nothing happened with it, obviously. Just the movie ends with them walking out to the world as the new mutants. And it's right. Like, oh, it's like, okay, oh, okay. cool. What do you mean, whatever. Just gotta go chill. <laughs> Guess uh, we'll never find out what happens. They all got hit by a car. Yeah. Movie over. <laughs> well, it, was, it was an interesting movie. I mean, if I had to rate it, I'd give it a, th- a six. I was going with a five point seven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't the worst by any imagination. It wasn't the worst Fox no mutant movie oh, ever. Oh gosh, no. Jeez. For me, that goes either to Last Stand, Origins, Wolverine, or not the Wolverine, but X Men Origins Wolverine. Right. Or uh, Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Dark Phoenix Dark wasn't Phoenix even as was... bad as it was made out to be, but it was not it that great either. Good. No. Yeah. Well, so, anything else you want to add to this one? No. Like we said, it'll be on streaming at some point in time here. Yeah, just wait we for that. We recommend it for that, so. And there's, there's other movies to go see in theaters that are probably worth it. I've heard nothing but good things about Unhinged. Yeah. So I was a little sad I didn't go too. see that. And then Tenet comes out this yeah, week, it's... too. Which will be awesome to go see in theaters. And then King's Man comes out soon. Right. And they're just starting to pump stuff out now. So I think we're gonna have some things that are gonna be, you know, theater worthy to yes. watch. I think, you know, the theaters have got to get their act back together. Now, when you went to Flicks, did they have the same old movie theater posters up before COVID? I, you posters? know, I didn't even look to be honest with you. Because <laughs> Flicks has a bunch of posters in their hallways anyways right. of older movies. So I didn't even I didn't even look at the wall because I parked parking lot was empty, yeah. so I parked close to the entrance and their their posters are to the right of the doors. I just walked straight. I didn't even look. Yeah, Cinemark had the old sun beaten. Oh, they're all white. Yeah. And... 
color death <laughs> now. Oh my god! I was gosh. like, oh my gosh, that's <laughs> awesome, dude. I know. I didn't even look. I'm Bad boys for life was all faded. <laughs> <laughs> Bad boys. My yeah. spy up here. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a long time. Apparently they they took that to the bottom of the totem pole <laughs> yeah, for stuff did. to go do. <laughs> yeah, oh did. shit! I'm about to check that out now. That's depressing. Yeah, it was depressing. I was like, oh, guys, <laughs> could have just, come on. Could have taken the posters yeah. out at the least. And shape it up a little bit. Yikes. Well, I mean, what else, what are they going to throw posters up for? Every release date's subject to change at this yeah, point in time. That's so. true. That's very true. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Okay, nothing else? That's it for this one. All right, I think we're all good. We'll uh, see you guys again on Thursday for our Bill and Ted review. Yes. So excellent. Be excellent. And party, party on, on dudes. <laughs> All right. Well, I've been Kendrick. And I'm Mark. And this has been Movies in Black and White. Thanks for listening.